podcast starts now. Good morning, good people. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Hey, if you're new here or joining because maybe someone told you or because you felt the need that you had to be here or because you just had a simple conversation with me, I just want to tell you, I'm happy that you made your way here. And I hope you enjoy this episode. So, uh, good people, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen in to this podcast, not only do I thank you, but, um, have you been under a rock over the last couple of days? Only since Sunday. That's, that's all I'm asking. Have you heard about the Will Smith, Chris Rock, infamous slap at the Oscars yet? Okay, good. So you're with me. Like, it's like any social platform that you log into, including the news or any internet program or app, you just see it front and center because everyone just couldn't believe it. So how are you feeling about that? Like, do you legitimately think that the slap was justified? Like that Will Smith was completely justified by just walking up and slapping the living daylights out at Chris Rock? Or or do you think he was dead wrong? Like, any thoughts there? Well, what about Chris Rock? Like, do you, do you think he should have went ahead and landed that joke? Even if he wrote it, even if he didn't write it, do you think he should have landed that joke? Also, it like sort of begs the question, do you think that comedians should have free range, and I'm doing air quotes here, free range over their audiences? Like, do you think that if you're sitting in the audience, you're just subject to be made fun of? Like, do you think that should be a thing? Uh, Have they taken it a little too far? Or are there just some things or some topics that should just be off limits no matter what it is? I don't know. Or do you think he was just dead wrong too? I mean, because that's okay. You could say both of them were dead wrong or you could see both of their sides. I don't know. Just asking how you feeling about that. Well, I'm sure you're wondering how I felt about it. And here's how I kicked it to some of the listening ears in my direction. Now, the question I've been asking is like, okay, where in earth ever have you ever seen a situation where by putting your hands on someone, the other person just instantly figured it out for you, or they instantly just got it all together for you, or they instantly knew what exactly they did wrong. And everyone answers me, they say like, never. And that's exactly it. Like, I don't think that putting your hands on anyone is ever the answer. However, the joke, I didn't get it at first. I'm I'm not even going to lie, good people. I did not even get it at first. I'm like, I don't see what the big deal was. But then once I got a little bit more context, I was like, oh, man. Okay, that may have been a little tasteless. 
Then after hearing a few things come out about, you know, the spokespeople and what they said, apparently there's some, there's some narrative out there that Chris Rock has declared that he didn't even write that joke. Like the writers of the program, the Oscars slid it in there when he says slid it in probably slid it into his like teleprompter that he was reading from. And to what point do you say it? Like, when you're front and center with an audience, I do know that you're kind of thinking a couple of steps ahead because you're reading the room and how they're going to adjust to what it is that you're saying. So I know that's true of comedians. And uh, at what point could he have looked at that joke and said, yeah, I'm not doing that. Just with the longstanding history that we have and whether it was Rocky or not, you know, did he do enough, right? Did he deserve to get hit? Absolutely not. But did he do enough to like circumvent that sort of chaotic situation? And then now, you know, fast forward a little bit. Now we're at a place where Will Smith, all the hard work he did for King Richard, that that Oscar might get stripped away. So it's a lot, right? Was it even worth it? Was it worth it? And I don't, you know, to each his own. But if you ask me, I don't think that slapping someone to ensure that they get the point is worth your recognition and your acknowledgement as operating in excellence. I don't, I don't know. You, I'd love to hear your commentary and your thoughts on this. Just, just throwing it out there. But anyways, we can't spend all episode on this episode. Uh, so, um, are you new here? I mean, I may have asked that a little bit ago, but I'm just asking again, are you new here? Well, if you are, I just want to give you a quick snip. No, we don't talk about pop culture in the way that we just talked about it. But this podcast was created to help boost up those that need a boost in the middle of their weeks and to give a little peaceful and positive perspective to help power through some of those barriers that have a tendency to hold you back and hold you up. Hence, that little bit of muscle in the middle of the week or the midweek muscle. Glad you're here. And I hope that you have an opportunity to enjoy this episode. So some of you, if you're my day oneers or you've been around for a little while, you know, you know how I feel about you, but you may ask the question like, why do I always do that shout out? Or why do I always give that disclaimer? And my simple answer is this, to serve as a reminder. Um, And for me, that reminder is that no matter what I feel like I'm here to do, like in the key word there is feel, I do this as a reminder to self, myself, and for those that are new, simply the reason and the mission behind the midweek muscle. This is why we do what we do. Uh, Number one, I do it for consistency, for crying out loud. You know it's coming when you know it's coming. And then number two, so that When I feel like my efforts are amounting to nothing, uh, I am sharing openly that the exact mission behind what I do, uh, so that there's no question behind behind my motivation for each episode. Uh, But not only that, so there's that clarity behind, listen, every single week you just aim to offer a little peaceful and positive perspective. And again, While we could dialogue about something further, that is the bare minimum of what we came to do. And we hope to deliver so much more than that. And so again, I say that as a reminder to self, because I cannot begin to tell you 
about how many times I actually question what it is that I'm doing. And I'm sure you felt the same way. But before I go into that, we have one more round of, I wish we had a drum roll at this point. One more round of four, the culture trivia. Are you ready? Get your thinking caps on. We're eight minutes in and, you know, we just got to spice it up. Keep it sharp. Sometimes we do it two minutes in. Sometimes we do it five minutes in. This time, eight minutes. So get yourself ready because this wonderful timer that I've been using is also ready. So here we go. This philanthropist is one of a handful that has employed a no-string-attached style of giving. In 2019, after her high-profile divorce, she pledged to give away half of her wealth over the course of her lifetime. True-false, Tsai Ing-wen is the first female leader of Taiwan, elected in 2016 and re-elected in 2020. This filmmaker, producer, and director was the first woman of color to direct a $100 million grossing film, A Wrinkle in Time, and won an Emmy for the most watched series on Netflix, When They See Us. True-false, Sana Marin was sworn in as Finland's prime minister at the age of 40 in 2019, and the youngest prime minister in the world. True-false, women have gained ground in the C-suite, among the women on Forbes' 18th annual list of the world's 100 most powerful women are 40 CEOs, the most since 2015, who oversee a record $3.3 trillion in revenue. Okay, and we went a little bit longer on that one, but your time is up. Okay, how'd you do? Two out of five? Three out of five? Four out of five? Five out of five? All right, shout me out. Let me know how you did. I'd love to hear from you. I probably, this one was a little tough. I probably would have gotten lucky if I've gotten all five. However, I would say that some of that would have been luck. Like it wouldn't have been because I actually knew the answer. So some of these were a little tough. I think I could have easily gotten three of these correct though. So I'm going to give myself a three out of five. How do you do? All right, cool. Well, if you want to hear the answers to this, please stay tuned uh, to stick around towards the end of the episode where I will give you the answers. So jumping right back in, good people. Um, I talked about just right before the trivia, I said, you know, sometimes I, I question some of the things that I'm doing because I don't really know all the time of what I'm doing. And um, it was interesting because I want to talk about this, um, you know, this conversation that I had with a friend the other day who, in my mind, uh, has led a successful startup this far. They're an entrepreneur, um, and they launched their business a few years back. Um, they, in launching their business, they found themselves stepping in the direction of their passion and has found a niche market and has repeat business. So I would call that pretty successful. Um, it is in the area of where it is looking for growth. Now, while I don't know certain things like uh, this person's average unit retail of their business or their profit margins, I would deem this person successful 
uh, regardless of the scale. And plus, they're my friends, so I, I do have some natural biases there. But as we were talking, um, I had talked to this person about being in what I call in air quotes, the in-between. It's that space where you want to let go and fully launch into your business because you're eager and motivated to do so, but you're just not at the space where you can fully financially commit to that letting go. And uh, if you've ever been in that position, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where you, you really, really want to. But if you really, really do, you know, you know that there's going to be way more tough days or months than, than, than easygoing months starting out, right? It won't be that way forever, but at least starting out, it would be. That may not be something that, you know, certain people have different pain thresholds and that may be a little too painful for some, right? So we discussed that amongst other things and we started talking about looking into funding opportunities or revenue sourcing uh, to support the moves that they intend to make in the next couple of years, right? Because it's already been a couple of years and what does the next couple of years look like, right? And this idea came up as they spoke and they, they said this, you know what, Joe, I think I'm hanging on to fear. It, it's not really because I'm afraid of it not working. I know it will work. But I do know that I'm not putting enough energy into it to make it work better because I can afford to do, to put more energy into it. And I know that that's something that I need to do next. That's my next step. And it's so interesting because there was a long pause there and good people, if you've been following me for a couple of episodes now, didn't we just have this conversation? about season six and the midweek muscle did did I just talk about that because I absolutely did drill back just an episode or two ago and I'm talking about this very same thing right I think it is important to recognize that good people we will all at some point in our lives get to the point where things or people in your life will require a different energy it will demand it out of you, whether you pay attention to it or not. If you pay attention to it, you know, maybe you can say some things will shift. But if you definitely don't pay attention to it, it will downright fail because it's not getting what it deserves. Right? So... I, you know, I was thinking about this as we were going into this week and talking about dynamic stability. And it's like, man, it's interesting. Now I just spoke of like, if you don't give certain things the energy that they deserve, it will fail. And you know what immediately came to mind for me uh, as I was talking about it? Plants. <laughs> what do you mean plants? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Plants are like, I don't know if you know this, I really enjoy gardening. I really enjoy plants. Um, and if you kind of know a little bit about plants, you'll catch my drift here. But if not, I'm sorry for the reference. So plants are like the kings and queens of the most high ultimatums, right? So let me paint the picture. Have you ever purchased a plant? You got that plant a little cute little potter 
like a potter, like a sort of, you know, the thing that the plant goes in. Okay, now you're tracking with me. Great. Uh, you got the potter. You set, set the plant and the potter in a cute window or a cute space in your home right next to a window. You gave it a special spot in your home where it just, it was so cute and it was just, just perfect, right? You did all of that just for it to die. <laughs> it's so annoying. And y'all, when I'm talking about plants, sometimes these plants are not like one and $2. Sometimes they're like 30 and 50 and 80 and over a hundred dollars. Like if you get really serious about it. So that can be really aggravating to go through all of that just for a couple of weeks to have your plant die. Drives me nuts. I can't tell you how many dollars I've spent and thrown in the trash essentially because of that you know, a plant that died on me. So what about this? Maybe you brought a plant, you put it in the right spot. It does amazingly well. Then like, I guess some life changes happen. You either have to move from your home or move to a new location, or you move the plant to another space within your home doing all the other things exactly the same. And it still dies. Like plants are like the the king or queen ultimatum of if you touch me and I'm thriving right now, if you touch me, I will die on you. And so you you kind of like get forced to just leave your plants where they are, especially if they're getting the right kind of sunlight, the right type of routine, the right type of watering, the right the the right spot in your home, right? But when they die, it's because they're not getting the right amount of, of one of those many variables, right? So I want to take a look at that, right? If your plants require, if the plants required a specific lighting, temperature, space, and watering to thrive, and if any one of those things are off, the plant suffers, right? So if, so if all of those things are right, the plant is thriving. So I take it back to the science thing that I was working on uh, last week with power, force, and velocity. Just as is true for those plants, the same is true of our endeavors and the dreams that we chase. We have to give them the energy that they deserve, even if it's only a little bit starting out. So as we look at those, those variables from last week, power, force, and velocity, we just remember something for me. Power is not strain. It has nothing to do with how strong you are. When you talk about your endeavors and your dreams and you go to chase those things, it has nothing to do with how strong you are. Power, just as a reminder, is, is the rate at which work is done or power is the energy that is transferred within a specific time frame. So when you can focus on optimizing your ability to power those dreams or endeavors, whether it's some interest that you have or some thought that you have or field of play that you would like to explore or field of study that you would like to explore, then and only then you may find that it functions well and has an improved output because that's the type of power that was actually input into it. So let me break it down. 
when we think about the things that need our attention or the people that need our attention and energy and time, power, like think about it like energy or a light bulb. As soon as the light bulb has the right amount of power, it is bright. If it does not have the right amount of power, it flickers or it gets like dull or it's not as bright. It's like the light is on, but it's not, it's not bright as it can be, right? The same is true with your endeavors or some of the people in your life that are demanding a little different type of energy, right? Power, if we stop seeing power as merely just strength and we start to see power as a rate in which we do work, or power as the energy in which we put into something, we may begin to see the optimization of that thing. So again, rather that be your dream or a person in your life, you may start to see that the input of power, insert energy or the rate at which you do work with that person or that thing, it becomes brighter. And if that situation doesn't become brighter, your knowledge about that situation becomes brighter and it illuminates everything that you need to know about that person or about that project, right? Because that's the type of power that you were inserting into uh, that project or that person, right? It gives a new, a new, it sort of gives a new meaning to that phrase, match my energy, right? So I want to also like take a look at some of these stories that I've just shared with you and, and just say that one day, I hope, I hope that one day we can laugh at these stories because maybe we can look back and see how we were hanging on to fear for way too long instead of powering it with what we know and what we can learn, right? I, I want to gently go back to my friend's story though and my own, if you will, and share this again. We, we go back to the idea that we both have shared a need to reconsider the power being put into our projects and how we know those projects are asking for more. They're asking for more work, more energy, and more time, also known as power. So good people, this isn't a recipe that guarantees our success, right? But it does guarantee an answer you will either find that it worked or that it didn't. And that makes a world of a difference when you are trying to find out for the steps in the order of your life, what's next? The people, that's all I have for you today. I just hit my hand really, really hard and that really, really hurt. So um, I'll be okay though. Um, but good people, that's all I have for you today. I hope you know, while it was a little bit uh, sciencey and kind of over the head, I hope it was simplified enough to, that made sense or that is palatable for you to take it with you in whatever way that you need to take it with you into the rest of your week. Um, I, if you've lust, listened thus far, you have listened all the way through the episode and I hope it was helpful for you. If you are awaiting that for the culture trivia, don't worry, it's coming up right now. So ready to see how you did? This philanthropist is one of a handful that has employed a no-strings-attached style of giving. In 2019, after a high-profile divorce, she pledged to give away half of her wealth over the course of her lifetime. If you answered Mackenzie Scott, 
you would be correct. For those of you who don't know, Mackenzie Scott, her ex-husband is Jeff Bezos. Oh, now it makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, moving right along, true or false? Tsai Ing-wen is the first female leader of Taiwan elected in 2016 and re-elected in 2020. If you answer true, you are correct. As a matter of fact, her re-election in 2020 was 57% majority of the popular vote. Pretty cool. Number three, this filmmaker, producer, and director was the first woman of color to direct a $100 million grossing film, A Wrinkle in Time, and won an Emmy for the most watched series on Netflix, When They See Us. That was a very touching film. A Wrinkle in Time was fun to watch, but When They See Us was very, very difficult, but amazingly well done. If you answered Ava DuVernay, you would be correct. Next question, true-false, Santa Marin was sworn in as Finland's prime minister at the age of 40 in 2019 and the youngest prime minister in the world. If you answered false, this was a little bit of a trick question, you would be correct. She was actually 34 in 2019 which makes her the youngest prime minister in the world. And last question, true or false? Women have gained ground in the C-suite around the world. Among the women on the Forbes 18th annual list of the world's 100 most powerful women, 40 are CEOs, the most since 2015, who oversee a record $3.3 trillion in revenue. If you answer true, you would also be correct. Here's a fun fact, though. While women have gained seats in the boardroom, they have lost elsewhere, such as if as they gain seats in the C-suite and we have uh, more women CEOs than ever, uh, we have lost two heads of state that uh two heads of state over the previous years, more specifically last year. So that's a big loss when it comes to governing and leading uh, in the political spectrum and sphere. Um, however, is great news as it comes down to heading organizations in large S&P 500 companies, uh, making a big difference in the, in the climate in which we see things uh, with businesses and corporate social responsibility. So there you have it. Hey, listen, I hope this episode was great for you today. I hope it was a little bit of what you needed and more. I hope it was everything you needed and more. If you have time to drop me a line, jay-z at midweekmuscle.com, or you can hit up any one of the socials at the Midweek Muscle, Twitter at Midweek Muscle. Hey, listen, guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you found yourself kind of waltzing into today, kind of feeling so-so, I hope you're leaving feeling a little more boosted than when you came in. And if you're having a great week, I just hope that you dance that right on into your weekend. I can't wait to meet you back here same time next week. Uh, but until then, let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go. 